One of the things that we love to do on Celebrate New Life Sundays is give you guys a glimpse into some of the amazing men and women who serve in ministry here at our church that a lot of times you don't get the opportunity to hear from. So we've had some different folks come through the last year or so who teach in the different segments for our kids or for our students and in these different classes and pockets throughout our church ministry. And so this morning, I'm very excited to give you guys a glimpse into an amazing man of God, an amazing communicator, a person with an amazing heart for the church, for shepherding, and for lost people. And that's Miguel Ramirez, who runs Three Crosses Espanol. So Miguel, come on up. Open the word for us this morning. Make him feel welcome. You're doing it. That's very good. Very good. Very good. You got it. You got it. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, I like that. Good morning. Uh, so my name is Miguel. Uh, Danny mentioned it. Who put the bar so high now? I feel intimidated. Um, but I have the privilege of serving at Three Crosses Espanol here at the church and also as the IT person. So I get to combine two of the things that I love the most that start with the letter T. Technology and theology. The third one is tacos. I'm so excited today of being celebrating a new life, people getting baptized, child dedications, and in the middle of this fantastic celebration, you will have to listen to me for a couple of minutes. So um, it's going to be great. I think that God is going to talk to us today, and I'm part of this tremendous ministry, Three Crosses Español. Uh, nos juntamos a las 11 de la mañana en el port. If you understood that, Three Crosses Español is for you. If you didn't, you can bring somebody that speaks Spanish to our, our service too. We meet at 11 at the port. Um, and I'm just in love with the word of God. If you know me, you know that I love the stories and the Bible, especially the parables of Jesus. There is a trilogy inside the parables of Jesus that is way better than the new Star Wars trilogy. Trust me. Uh, these parables describe things that are lost. Uh, we got the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the lost son. And the one that I actually love the most is the lost sheep. And that's going to be my main idea today for the message. So if you have your Bibles with you, uh, let's go to Luke chapter 15, verse, seven, uh, verse 4 to 7. Luke chapter 15, verse 4 to 7. Can I hear an amen when you have it? Amen. Oh, that's fast. The Lord says this. Suppose that one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and goes after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, um, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and he goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Can we pray? Dear God, I pray for this time. I pray that uh, you will guide my words, that I can speak truth through your word. I pray that you can uh, lead me in this place so that your Holy Spirit is the one talking, and I ask you to, to stop my lips from speaking something that is not in your will. I pray for uh, people here celebrating your life, and I pray that you would uh, talk to them as well. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Uh, 
I love this parable. I don't know you, but it's just a great parable. And in it, Jesus addresses uh, something that I'm terrified of, the feeling of being lost. You know that feeling uh, when you don't know where you are? Um, I talked to my mom a couple weeks ago, and I asked her, Mom, did I ever get lost when I was a kid? And she said, ah, like, oh, all the time. <laughs> she said that one time we went to their mercado, this food marketplace, which is humongous. And then she lost me for a while, and, I didn't, and she was crying, trying to look for me. And then she found me uh, with the lady that sold nopales, which is like cacti. And, and then I was crying, and, and the lady told my mom that I was trying to go and look for her. But I was a little toddler. And maybe an impossible task for somebody that, you know, cannot even speak well. And that feeling is horrible. I'm not a fan of that. I mean, like, it's horrible. But somehow, that feeling became familiar in my life. Like, I can feel it all the time. Uh, in the parable, uh, in verse 4, we see that there is a flock with 100 sheep. There, this flock is safe. The shepherd is there. And all of a sudden, one of the sheep decides to wander around and just walks away from the flock. Uh, I remember when we immigrated to the States. Uh, I was 15, and... My mom and my auntie dropped me off at San Leandro High because I needed to do this assessment test to see what my English level was. Um, at the time, I only knew a couple words, maybe a song or two, but words, I knew a song that said, pollito chicken, gallina hen, lapis pencil, and pluma pen, and that was it. And, and it was really interesting having to, to, to start talking in English. And when I finished my test, the person that... Um, gave me the test. She said, okay, you're done. You can go home. And little did I know that my mom left, and my auntie too. So I get out of San Leandro High into Bancroft Boulevard, and I'm like, where am I going? So I started walking. It was south. I started walking south and trying to find a familiar face or fi finding a familiar place. And then I started walking. I didn't know the language. It was my first week in the States. I didn't know any numbers. I couldn't talk to the police. I mean, how can I talk to the police? Uh, and I just started walking. And thinking back, I was like, I was safe in the school. I could, I could have just talked to anybody and said, can you give me the number for my mom? But I just walked. And I was actually safe at school, and I left the place that I was actually safe. And it's something that reflects my life in a way. Because when I was 10, my parents became Christians, and uh, we started getting involved in church, you know, being more active. Um, but my dad had little to no money. We were back in Mexico. So he decided to pursue the American dream. So he left us in Mexico for a while until he, like, settled here in the States. And then when he brought us, uh, little did we know that he stopped going to church altogether. And then we became a, like a godless household. So I walked away from my faith. I actually walked so far away from my faith into like a dark place. I stopped having a relationship with God. I stopped reading the Bible. I stopped praying. No more church for me. And I actually left the place where I was actually safe, you know, next to God. I walked away, and I was completely lost. I read the Bible now, 
right? I read the Bible, and I see something that, this is something that humankind does all the time. We can see it through the stories. You know, Adam and Eve, we know the story, they're, you know, they're with God, having a perfect relationship with God, and they disobey him. They're really safe with them in the garden, and he said, you know, God, get lost. We don't want to know of your rules anymore. So they walk away, and, you know, the garden is like the place where they're actually safe. And I feel like humans, we just like to walk and wander around just because. It's part of our nature. Sometimes uh, we like to think that as humans, we decide to come to church, right? It's like, oh, I decided to come to church today. Or I decided to read my Bible today. I decided to pray today. But if you see in the, in the parable, is the shepherd the one who goes after the sheep? The sheep is not even thinking about the shepherd. And that's a beautiful picture of what Jesus does. Because to be honest, if I'm honest with you, I wasn't looking for God. I was just doing my thing. You know, having friends and all. Um, and then I started having this feeling. Again, that familiar feeling in my life. Like, I think you're alone. I think you're lost. I started asking questions. Where am I? Who am I? What is this for? Is there a meaning to life? Have you ever had that feeling? The scripture says that God is the one that makes the first move. That he goes after the lost sheep. And I love that word that says, until he finds it. I love that. In the Bible, we see Adam and Eve hiding from God because they're, you know, they sin against him and then just hiding from him. And God is asking the question, where are you? Where are you today? Don't you miss walking with me in the garden, having a relationship with me? And there I was, 15 to 25-year-old Miguel, away from the faith, and God kept calling me. Hey, Miguel, come back to church. I have Christian friends that said, you were a Christian before, right? And I said, sure. And they said, you should come to Bible study. You should come and see my baptism. And I would just laugh at their faces like, no, I went through that already. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and then, again, that feeling of feeling alone was in my life all the time. I tried to find myself. Like, I'm going to try to make a sense out of it. I started going to parties and drugs and alcohol and, and just being there, having a good time. But I remember going back home after a party or, 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 or some kind of meeting and looking at the ceiling alone in my bed saying, like, I'm actually alone. I'm lost. Um, and God kept calling me over and over and over again. It's a horrible feeling. And many of us today might be experiencing that today. Like, you're feeling like you don't fit here, maybe? I mean, a church this size, you say, where do I fit? I mean, there's amazing community uh, groups around the church that maybe can help you, like, find yourself. Or maybe you're just supporting somebody in the church, like somebody's getting baptized and you came to support them, but you know that what I'm saying kind of makes sense to you, maybe that I'm talking to you and perhaps, to be honest, I don't even know you, but maybe God is saying, hey, I know that you're feeling like this. 
And also it's God who appointed the time to let you know that he cares for you. So much that he sent Jesus to die for your sins. And that's an amazing, amazing uh, way to see God's love. Um, he cares so much that he died for you. And he knows where you are. Um, so in a sense, we're not really lost. And let me explain this, because I know that theology geeks will say, yes, we're lost. Yes, we are lost. But um, let, me, let me tell you, let me explain myself. To be lost, there might be like two criterias. First one, first one is you not knowing where you are, right? And the second one is like someone that you know doesn't know where you are. And when you combine the two, then you're lost. But God knows who you are. And God knows where you are. And God keeps calling you and saying, hey, do you know where you are? You can come back to me. Um, in, a, in this sense, we are not really lost. And we just have to ask that question that God asked uh, Adam and Eve. Like, where, you, where are you? Where are you today? Um, and maybe we're just hiding from God because that's what we do. We like to hide from God. Uh, I have a three-year-old, and, and we play hide-and-seek all the time. And you should see him. He just hides in the worst places ever. <laughs> He's under the table. And I can see his face, and he's laughing. And I see him under the transparent curtain, like, laughing at me. And I'm like, where are you, Mateo? Where are you? And I feel like we're like that with God. God is calling us and saying, where are you today? And we're just, like, behind our useless excuses. Like, I don't want to see you guys today, you know? Sometimes I feel like we just need to, like, I don't know. I'm going to throw this word out there. Repent from our ways. And come back to God. And listen for his voice. John chapter 10, verse 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. In the same chapter, verse 14 says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd, um, and I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. So God sees you in a way, and he's calling you. And I love that word, until he finds it. He doesn't rest until he finds it. Um, and verse 5 says, the Bible says that he puts the sheep on his shoulders and the sheep finally is safe and the sheep can rest. You know, you're, you're on the shepherd's fo- uh, shoulder. I remember the first time that I heard that God so loved me that he sent Jesus to save me because I was unable to do so. And he found me. He said that he's the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And when he brought me on his shoulders and he took me to a relationship with them, my soul rested. I was like, whoa, I'm not alone anymore. I'm not lost anymore. And that feeling, remember the feeling I told you about? Disappeared. Like in that moment. And the parable says that, uh, verses 6 and 7 said that he gets home and there is a celebration for the lost sheep has been found. And that in the same way, there will be rejoicing, more rejoicing in heaven when a sinner like me, like you, repent. A celebration for a new life. You know, I love the, the old hymn, uh, Amazing Grace Has Sweet the Sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost and now I'm found. Was blind but now I see. Because now I'm found. 
And today we're celebrating new life, amazing testimonies. You're going to hear them, and we're super excited about it. But you know, if you don't know Christ, if you don't know the Lord, and you're just visiting because somebody invited you, there could be a celebration in heaven today for you if you put your trust in Jesus. Revelation 3.20, I know that most Christians know, it says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Let's pray together.